welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. Through this podcast and my addiction to all things board gaming, I meet a lot of amazing people. One of these amazing people is Ellie Dix. Not only is she an author, but she also creates games for her company, The Dark Imp. One of her favorite genres of games, and mine, is the roll and write. The advantage of this genre is that it can be cheap to produce and get into the hands of other people. Ellie has made many roll and writes, and you can download them straight from her site, www.thedarkimp.com. The first of her games that I played was Restaurantpreneur. The game is much easier to learn, teach, and play than it is to spell. I can guarantee you that. In the game, you're opening a restaurant, but before you can open, you must set your menu, hire some staff, get a location, pick out fixtures and fittings you want for your aesthetic, and start your marketing machine. All this must be done while balancing your spending. The goal is to score the most points by maximizing these tasks and the dice rolls. Restaurantpreneur debuted earlier this year, and therefore it only has two ratings on Board Game Geek, one of which is mine. I will say this again and again, but I urge you to go purchase this amazing game from her site, rate it, and give it a fan. It is well-deserving of it all. Rule Clarity The rules are simple. A designated dice roller rolls all three of the standard D6. Then each player decides how to spin the dice on their placemat. There are five games to choose from, one for each of the tasks I mentioned earlier. You use one of the die results for the game you are playing, one of the face value to spend in that game, and the last one is used to pay for it at the bank. You have three buckets of money. Once you overdraw one bucket, you are done and you count up your points. However, your opponents do not stop simply because you failed to balance your budget as well as they have. Time to explain to newcomers. Honestly, this is the biggest obstacle to this game. Ellie has made a fantastic 20-minute how-to video and posted it on her site. This explains everything you need to know. The video is a bit long, but explaining it in person can take less than 10 minutes once you yourself understand the game. I watched the video myself to learn the game ahead of explaining it to other people, and I have since taught the game to three different groups, and each time it has taken me about 10 minutes or so. Gameplay The gameplay in Restaurantpreneur is simple, but the strategy and decision-making are not. The designated dice roller rolls the three dice. Then each player decides how to play those dice as they lay. One die must be used to decide which game to play. Game 1 is the menu. In this game, you use a die that rolled 1, and then a second die allows you to mark off or circle another die faces number. For instance, a 2 to mark off the 2 in the top row of cakes and pastries. The third and final die is used to pay for the game. So if you had a 3 left over, you would mark off the first money bag in the 3-4 section at the bank in the lower right. These same dice could have been used in game 2, where you are hiring staff. You would have used the 2 to play the game, then either the 1 or 3 to interview the first available imp. Simply place the value in the square, and later you can hire this imp by using the same number again and playing this game a second time. The leftover die is then used to pay for another respective bin. Lastly, this same trio of dice could have been used to play the location game, which is game number three. 
In this game, you decide whether to go down the top path or the bottom. As you go, you must use a die of equal or greater value to mark off the next subsequent square. If no number is present in the box, then any number will do. For example, the 3 die is used to select the game, the 2 die is used to mark off the first square in either the top or bottom path, and it is paid for by the 1 die in the 1-2 column at the bank. This game does allow you to progress and then change lanes if you want to at the crosswalks. Another fun aspect and idea in this game is to name the dish that you completed in game one. When you complete a dish, write the name. I usually go with pecan pie, french toast, and eggs benedict. Likewise, when you hire a staff member, you get to name them. I like to go with the theme. The Weasleys, Bond villains, Star Trek characters, whatever tickles my fancy that day. Game 4 has you picking your fixtures and fittings. To play this game, you must have a die with a face value of 4. Then a second die is how many dashes you can mark off, starting initially in the upper left. When you surround a square with filled-in dashes, you get to decide which one to circle for your restaurant, stainless steel appliances or white. Your table style, chair style, the silverware, place settings, etc., etc. Game 5 is the hardest one to get started, and I will recommend getting it going as soon as you can. In the marketing game, you are trying to get word of mouth out there to stir up buzz about your opening. To start this game, you must have a 5 and a 4. Look for this combination every roll. If you don't roll this combination or you use it elsewhere, you will not score a lot of points in this game, and you will suffer for it. As you progress through the mini-games, and that's M-I-N-I mini-games, you will unlock free dice. These allow the player to use that die face in any game as if it was rolled, and it must be used immediately. For example, if you get all top three menu items completed, you get a free four, which then can be used for its value in any of the other games. You could interview or hire a staff member, mark off that many dashes in the four game, or if you haven't yet, you can mark off a crucial marketing imp in the top of the game 5. Make sure that once you use it, you mark it off. That way there's no confusion later. The game ends once all players overdraw their first account. It doesn't matter how many you have left in the others. Once you overdraw that first account, you complete that turn and you are out. If you cannot use a roll you must still mark off a number from an account at the bank. It is important to remember that when one player is out, the remaining players continue playing. This requires each player to keep an eye on their money accounts and try to balance them as best they can. An early exit almost always spells defeat. Scoring is done game by game. Then you count the rosettes. Stars are point values in games 1, 4, and 5. Game 2, you score based on how many imps you have successfully hired. The chart is at the bottom of that game. Game 3 is scored based on the furthest right colored square you marked off. It doesn't matter how much farther you went, if you don't reach the next color, you don't get those points. So if you made it 2 squares past the orange, you only get 6 points, and you were 1 square shy of 25. Next up, you count any rosettes that you unlocked in the game. These can be a bit tricky and sneaky. In game one, they're awarded for finishing a column of menu items. 
Game two has them if you hire both imps from the same row. You can earn them in game three for marking off certain squares. In game four, they are in the squares in lieu of points or unlocked dice. In game five, they are at the right for marking off an entire tier of marketing. Each game can also award a bonus rosette for completing the game. This happens if you finish an entire game, fill your entire menu, hire all eight staff members, reach the red square location, mark off all the dashes in game four, or send out all of your marketers from game five. Count up all the rosettes and consult the chart in the lower right for the point value. When I teach this game, I tell the players that these rosettes can make or break your game, so pay attention to where they are and make a plan to unlock as many as you possibly can. Scores are then added together, and the highest score wins the game. Replayability. Typically, after I play this game with someone for the first time, the response is, next time I'll do better because of blank. That's because everyone loves this game and wants to play it again. Sometimes you make what looks like the best decision at the time, but then it bites you a few turns later. Or you get too close to overdrawing one account, so you're forced to not use it and make moves that score you nothing towards the end, but you're just holding out hope for the right combination of the three dice. Restaurantpreneur is an extremely replayable game. I have played it over a dozen times, and I have seen scores ranging from 61 to 109, and I'm not ashamed to tell you that both of those scores were mine. Artwork. The artwork by Marina Sareva for Restaurantpreneur looks and feels right for this lighthearted game. The Dark Imp is all over the game, dressed up as the porter, the waiter, the chef, and the management. The fixtures and fitting section looks great as you craft your restaurant. She also did the graphic design, and she nailed it. The playmats layout makes it easy to follow the game and its progression. Having the rules on the game sheet itself might make you think that it is cluttered, but you would be incorrect. The colors help keep what could easily have become a busy assault in your eyes from going over the top and crazy. Lunchtime Potential I have played Restaurantpreneur exclusively at lunch. Sadly, I have not even played this amazing game with the sun. This is a problem that I will try to rectify over the coming holidays. At the most, there can be only 49 turns. That's 16 per each of the money bins and that last turn to overdraw. Assuming that each turn takes a whole minute to complete, that is still under the 60-minute mark. It takes my groups about 40 minutes from start to finish completely doable within a lunch hour. Component quality. Well, for a print and play roll and write, this is really on you, right? I mean, I printed this off on standard copy paper, then laminated it. I had to print it in two sheets and place them side by side when playing, though I have looked into purchasing a laminator that can handle an 11 by 17 sheet of paper. That would be your other option. You can also print it on 11 by 17 as one sheet as originally designed, and then mark it off, then print off another one, and another one. That's the advantage of buying a print and play. But personally, I just like to laminate it and use my wet or dry erase markers. Bang for the buck. Okay, as of the recording of this, the price on the Dark Imp website for Restaurantpreneur is less than three pounds, which is less than four U.S. dollars. 
This game is a no-brainer. I have played it, like I said, over a dozen times in the short amount of time that I've owned it. That is 33 cents per play. And that will only become less and less as I continue to play it and play it and play it some more as I introduce it to more people. For less than $4 and a couple colored prints, you cannot go wrong with this fantastic roll and write. Expansions. There are no official expansions for this game. However, Elias created a sequel game of sorts called The Grand Opening, which I recently downloaded, printed off, and laminated, and I am planning to play shortly. So be on the lookout for that review coming soon. In the grand opening, you name your restaurant, which you just recently completed, and then you must seat guests, prepare food, and feed the guests. Points come from completing these tasks, but anyone left hungry or food that got wasted are negative points. The grand opening is the same graphic designer and artist as Restaurantpreneur, and I'm eager to give it a try. Summary. During the pandemic, I have become addicted to print and plays and roll and writes. I have bought too many of each to count, and I have not played them all. But why? Because I keep coming back to Restaurantpreneur. Each game offers a slightly new gameplay experience. The dice offer that randomization, that bit of non-predictability, and that ever-important replayability. For less than $4, you can own this great entertaining game. It is perfect for the office lunch hour. While you're on the darkimp.com, go ahead and buy the rest of Ellie's Roll and Write print and play games. I have. Rate them and give them a fan on Board Game Geek. You can even play Restaurantpreneur solo and try to beat your own high score. There you have it. It plays one person to infinity players. And you should definitely be one of those infinity players. As always, you can reach out to me via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash eatlunchandboardgame. Email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on my website, which is www.eatlunchandboardgame.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.